Today is Friday, September 21st. I'm Michael Coyne. You're listening to Liberty Caller. So I want to take a moment to talk about an argument I'm seeing an awful lot lately. It's something that's coming up on my social media feeds. It's been coming up in the news. It's something that a lot of liberals keep saying to a lot of conservatives. And it sounds an awful lot like this. Tell me if you've heard this, possibly even from some self-described conservatives who like to call themselves moderate conservatives, as though that's an actual thing. We'll get to that later. The argument sounds something like this. You're being unhelpful. You're not advancing the debate. You're being mean. You're being inflammatory. You know what arguments like this all have in common universally? They don't actually attack the substance of the argument. They attack the tone, they attack the tenor, they attack the presentation. They attack the packaging of the argument. So why do people bother with arguments like this? Why do people bother to take the time to say this? Because they don't like what you have to say, but they can't actually attack your logic. They can't actually attack what you have to say. They can't actually attack the substance. So they go after the presentation. They go after the packaging. Oh, you're being inflammatory. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's because the truth is inflammatory. To borrow a line from Ben Shapiro, facts don't care about your feelings. Well, you're, you're not being nice about it. You, you could present this better. You could be more diplomatic. I'm not here to be diplomatic. That's pretty much something that's universally true of conservatives. As far as some of these debates, they're so fundamental that diplomacy is not really an option. It reminds me of these coexist bumper stickers. They were all the rage for a while. I actually haven't seen them on cars in a while, but, you know, they've got all these different religious symbols, the, the crescent moon of Islam, you know, the, uh, the Star of David representing the Jews, kind of representing the X, the T for a cross, you know, all these different religious symbols spelling out coexist. And the premise of these bumper stickers, I, I actually take very well. You know, yes, obviously the point, we should be able to live in peace and harmony with our neighbors. That's the premise of America. The problem is you can't coexist with someone who's trying actively to kill you. You can't coexist with someone who's trying actively to kill you, who says that your fundamental way of life needs to die. These bumper stickers became popular in the aftermath of 9-11, and usually it was the driver's way of saying, well, don't blame Muslims. We don't blame all Muslims. We blame Islamic extremism, and the fact that you can't draw that distinction indicates that you don't have much intellectual capacity. It's not actually a reflection of us. Similarly, we see this happening with this whole Me Too movement. Really, we see this happening with this whole Me Too movement. Yes, I am in favor of women's rights, and obviously I think that rape is a heinous crime that I don't think is punished harshly enough in this country. Here's the problem. In our legal system, the benefit of the doubt goes to the accused. 
it is on the accuser or the state or the prosecutor in every case to prove guilt or innocence. If we place the burden of proof on the accused, every case universally gets decided as guilty. Because if you didn't do something, if you are innocent, if you are innocent, you cannot prove you're innocent. You cannot prove something never happened. It simply doesn't make sense. You cannot disprove the existence of Santa Claus. If your contention is that Santa Claus exists, it's up to you to prove the existence of Santa Claus. If your contention is that the Easter Bunny is real, it is on you to prove that. It is not on me to disprove the existence of Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. Similarly, if, I don't know, some random woman, let's call her Christine Blasey Ford, says that some random man, let's call him Judge Brett Kavanaugh, attempted to rape her, it is on her to provide corroboration and substantiation for the claim. It is not on this gentleman, we're calling him Judge Brett Kavanaugh, to prove his own innocence. But that's exactly the position the Democrats are forcing him into. For the first few days of this whole Christine Blasey Ford thing, their premise was, well, let's hear her out. Republicans in the Senate, much to their credit, called their bluff. Okay, we'll hear her out. Here's a date where we are calling you to testify. How dare you force her to relive this? What? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. That's because, coming back to my original point, Democrats aren't actually, they can't actually impeach the substance of Brett Kavanaugh. They know that he has been a fine jurist, he has done what he is supposed to do. He has lived, you know, as far as we can tell, as far as the FBI in their initial background check could tell, and their amended background check, by the way. They've already amended this background check in light of the allegations and couldn't turn up anything. Mainly because Christine Blasey Ford has no corroboration for this at all. But they couldn't attack the substance, so they're attacking the packaging. They're attacking the packaging. The substance is innocent until proven guilty. The substance is benefit of the doubt goes to the defendant. So instead, they're playing the emotional game. They're playing the public relations game. They figure if they can get the court of public opinion on their side, It'll get tanked. It'll get delayed. That's their real game here. They want to delay this whole thing until after November. They're betting that maybe they've got control of the Senate after November. They can force President Trump to nominate a milquetoast moderate, if not maybe even a liberal. Some of them are probably dreaming about that. Maybe he'll accidentally nominate some liberal jurist because, you know, he is likely to get confused, I guess. I don't know. I, their argument doesn't make sense. 
uh, Nate Silver um, of the 538 uh, blog gives the Democrats only a one in three, I believe, chance of actually taking the Senate. They've got much better odds in the House. But, I, I mean, it's a weird thing to bank on. I mean, this is all theater. This is all 100% political theater. And why? Because liberals deal in feelings. They've stopped dealing in facts years and years and years ago. They deal in feelings now. And that's how they, that's the only way they ever win an argument against the conservative. You're being mean to me. Well, no, I'm not being mean. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. If you don't like the truth, that's all the more reason you should have listened to the truth. This is what, this is how I feel when people come on my social media and complain about something I have to say. You know, well, you're, you're not being helpful. Helpful. I don't even know what that means in this context. I'm telling the truth. If the truth offends you, then that's probably because you were living comfortably in a lie. And in this country, much like Judge Brett Kavanaugh, you're innocent until proven guilty. This is an unprovable allegation that Christine Blasey Ford has leveled against him from 30-some years ago. She has no facts to back up her assertion. She cannot find one corroborating witness. And it, information is coming out that the four people she was able to name who were at this supposed party, of them, none of them lived in the very immediate vicinity of where she claims this happened. So, I mean, her story is falling apart, left, right, and sideways. And that's a fact. But if you, say, if you state that fact, you're being mean, you're blaming the victim. No, no, we're, we're just stating the facts here. She doesn't have much of a story here. She doesn't have any evidence to corroborate this. It was all political. 100%. Cover to cover, political. Now, I'll be happy to eat crow if someone can come forward who can corroborate this, if it turns out to be true. But right now, all evidence is that this is BS. And that's a fact. But I bring up this whole facts don't care about your feelings thing. I, I'm on a Ben Shapiro kick today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because, well, not just because of Kavanaugh, but also because I'm hearing an awful lot of, an awful lot of noise lately that we're not doing enough to compromise with liberals to find a path forward. Here's the problem. The Democratic Party has been completely overrun 
well, maybe not completely, but it's well on the way to being overrun by socialists. It's well on this way to being overrun by socialists. If we are to defend classical liberalism, libertarianism, for want of a better word, if we are to defend our constitutional values, which means individual rights, not collective rights, which means personal freedom, not, here, take my paycheck and give me back what you think I deserve, then there actually isn't really a compromised position there. Conservatives have been doing this for years and years and years. They will compromise with liberals. Liberals' position, we want a new government entitlement program. Conservatives are like, no, we don't. So, okay. Here's the compromise. You want a government program that takes away our paycheck so that you can have X, Y, and Z. Well, how about instead, you don't touch our X and Y, but we'll compromise and you can have Z. Okay, thanks. Liberals come back a couple years later. We want a government program that gives you X and Y. And conservatives are like, no, we're, we're kind of happy with X and Y the way they are. You're unwilling to compromise. Okay, fine. So you can have some more of our paychecks, and um, we'll compromise on Y, but don't touch X. The liberals take the deal. And what do we get? We get slow burn socialism. We get little bits of socialism coming through in increments. And people have started to notice that. It's not really a compromise to give them what they want, just slowly. It's a little bit like saying, you know, person A, I want you dead. Person B, well, I don't want to die. Person A, you will die a horrible death. Person B, but I don't want to die at all. Person A, why won't you compromise? Person B, okay, fine, you can kill me, but make it quick and painless. <laughs> there is no compromise there. It doesn't make any sense. There is not actually compromise. You know, you're still dead. <laughs> you're still dead. Our country was founded on certain principles. The premise of conservatism, historically, is to defend those bedrock principles. Modern liberals do not hold to those principles. They believe those principles are flawed and should be removed. Okay, so compromise is accept some liberalism in favor of eroding some of our principles and rights. It doesn't make any sense. But again, here come the liberals. You're not being fair. You're being mean. You're unwilling to compromise. You're not moving the debate forward. Well, the fact is, we aren't even at a point where we can have a good faith debate. We don't even agree on the premise here. We don't even agree on the basic principles of what the country is supposed to be. So how can we compromise? How can we have an actual conversation, an actual dialogue about what we're supposed to do? about how we move forward if we don't even agree on the basic premise. 
doesn't matter because you're being mean. You're a sexist. You're a racist. You're a bigot. You're a homophobe. You know, insert whatever liberals want to throw at conservatives here. And conservatives are like, no, none of that is accurate. But we're not even arguing from the same place. Conservatives are saying two plus two equals four. Liberals are saying, I, I want to eat a banana. Like, <laughs> I mean, okay, but there's not actually a compromised position on those things. I mean, that they're unrelated. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm at an absolute loss as to how anyone, especially those who call themselves moderate conservatives, can really think at this stage in our political discourse that there's this intense amount of common ground to be had. There really isn't. There really isn't. There's very little wiggle room here. There's very little space for actual compromise and actual dialogue. So what does that leave us? Where does that leave us? That leaves us with people like me who want to get out there, want to tell the truth, and basically feel like they have to tell the truth because no one else is talking common sense, or at least not enough people are talking common sense. So what's the compromise? Well, let, let's water down the common sense and present it more palatably. Okay, so I'm supposed to pat you on the head and, and, and be your mother here at this point? Oh, now, Timmy, I don't think you've got the right idea here. I think you need to be a little... No! No, I'm dealing in facts. I'm dealing in reality. If you don't want to deal in reality, okay. If you don't like what I have to say, I'm confused as to why you're listening to the podcast or following me on social media. And, by the way, subscribe to my podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud or Google Play. Follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. Search for Liberty Caller with Michael Coyne, and you'll find me. LibertyCaller.net. Everything is linked there. LibertyCaller.net. Now, if you're doing any of these things, I assume it's because you're interested in what I have to say, and I'm flattered, and I appreciate that. If you're not interested in what I have to say, if you don't like the way I present my argument, why are you listening? I mean, part of the perpetual outrage machine that seems to exist on the left is that they are constantly finding things that turn them into screeching howler monkeys, constantly inventing new things to get pissed off about. If you don't like what I have to say, don't listen. Don't listen. If you want to build yourself a little bubble where your feelings never get hurt and you don't have to deal with inconvenient facts because facts are mean and they hurt your feelings and I need a, I, I, I need a security blanket because, you know, I, I'm just that fragile. I'm just that fragile. I need a security blanket. There, He's refusing to give up his tax dollars to pay for my socialism. Wah! Yeah. Okay. If you're that kind of person, please, by all means, go build yourself that bubble. Live in your own little world. 
and that's fine. But if you're offended by what I have to say, odds are you are the person who most needed to hear it. You want to know why? Because I will not water down the truth ever. Facts don't care about your feelings. Facts don't care about your feelings. You cannot coexist with someone who's trying to kill you. Every accused person is innocent until proven guilty. And here at Liberty Caller, we will continue to tell the truth as we see it. I'm Michael Coyne. Thanks for listening.